You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good evening, everybody, and welcome into War Chant TV alongside, actually underneath, as you're looking at it right now, Ira Chaffel, the managing editor of WarChant.com, Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of WarChant.com. My name is Tom Lang. We welcome you in for our schedule special. It is a holiday of sorts for college football fans in the ACC and mostly ourselves. FSU football's 2022 schedule is about to be released and revealed on the ACC network. We're going to get emails and tweets and the phones are going to be going crazy in just the next few minutes, and uh, we will react just as you guys do and gals do to the Florida State 2022 schedule release happening tonight. Like and subscribe if you have not done so already, everybody. Warchant TV has the best coverage. Every day, weekdays, we go live at 1 o'clock. The Jeff Cameron Show, Monday, Wednesday through Friday. Seminal headlines on Tuesdays. We've got recruiting chats. We've got specialty shows on the weekends, football season, pregame shows, postgame shows, where, where it's at. So if you like the content tonight, give us a try. Hit that like button on the way out and subscribe to our channel. So there was some news already today, guys, uh, as it pertains to the Florida State football schedule. There's a Friday game this year. Not just any Friday, Black Friday. Yes, that means Florida State will be playing the University of Florida in Tallahassee on Friday of Thanksgiving week. Where should we start? I'll go with, oh, the grad. Gene, you... uh, and Florida State tradition, you go hand in hand. You love traditional games in, in certain days. Uh, sometimes uh, in certain weeks of the season, Miami used to be slated in a fixed position. What do you think about this? Florida State and Florida to be played on a Friday. Yeah, I'm usually the get-off-my-lawn guy. I like things the way they traditional. The Things stay the way they are. Set football Saturday afternoon supposed to be every week. But, you know, honestly, I don't have a big problem with this for, for a couple reasons. First of all, I, I love being the island game. You get the national television exposure, which is nice. Um, you know, and the fact that they do have – my understanding they've got uh, Louisiana scheduled for that Saturday beforehand. So you would – again, I hate to say a warm-up game or a gimme game after last season. There is no gimme games anymore for Florida State apparently. But all things being considered, a little bit of a shorter week. It's not nearly as bad. It's obviously in a holiday weekend, so most people should have that day off. Now, what's going to be interesting to me is – you got the family over for Thanksgiving. A lot of people come out of town. What are you going to have to usher them out of the house and hit the road to get to Tallahassee? If you're in South Florida, Tampa, Orlando, man, you got to get – because you want to come up tailgate. You're not coming to Florida just to go to the game. You want to get up time to tailgate and have fun, which should be a really beautiful 
you know, late November day in Tallahassee. So it, all things being equal, the way it sets up, I don't have a bigger problem as I usually do. And it definitely beats the road, the dreaded road Thursday night game of the ACC that we used to see all the time. So assuming there's no other crazy curveball, some Thursday night game, I'm okay with it. What do you think, Ira? Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, you're kind of serving your penance when you when you play in the ACC that you're going to have to play a Thursday game or a Friday game, uh, maybe every other year. And uh, you know, Florida State can't they can never host a Thursday night game because they've got uh, the, because of the way the campus is configured. So if they're going to play a Thursday game, it has to be on the road. So if they're going to play a home game, it kind of needs to be Friday and um, on one of those other nights. The one concern I had about this when we first heard about this, uh, I think we were last week or so was what the students would do. Would the students make their way back to Tallahassee? You know, if they go home for Thanksgiving, those kids in South Florida or up in North Georgia or, or beyond up in North Carolina, are they going to be able to make that trip back on Friday for the game? And everybody I talked to was like, oh, no question. The students will do it. No question. Um, so that was my only question. But, you know, Florida State's having a good season at that point. Yes, they definitely will come back for the Florida game Friday night. If they're not having a good season, then I wonder if some of those uh, maybe make some second. Second uh, ch- chance, ch- second choice decisions. Yeah, I see Chase uh, commenting here. I remember this game uh, on a Friday in particular, Bama and Auburn, the Iron Bowl on a Friday. That was, I believe, the 2010 season, all the way way back when. Uh, that was Bama got out to a huge lead, and then Cam Newton, a guy named Cam Newton, rallied them all the way back, the Auburn Tigers. Still, though, um, I'm used to it, Gene. This is the first rivalry that I fell in love with in, in FSU sports history was FSU and Florida because it was a Steve Spurrier era, and I was a young lad in the early to mid-'90s. This is going to be different, um, and we wear a lot of hats here on Warchant TV. Sometimes, like Gene and I, Noel grads, we wear the fan hat. We're all media members covering Florida State. Uh, but as a citizen of Tallahassee, like, damn it. <laughs> if I'm a business owner here locally, and, you know, don't spare me the hotels thing. I'm not talking about the hotels. But if I'm a local business owner, we know a lot of those around these parts for living here as long as we have. You get the Duquesne game in August, thanks for nothing. And then you give me a Friday kick after Thanksgiving, that's yeah. going to be tough. I think you're going to have a lot of, of transients that usually make the drive or the or the, the flight happen. They might not. So this might be more of a local game unless well, State's record is, is really healthy. Go ahead, Ira. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's a legitimate concern uh, without question. I mean, of course, everybody – once you start talking about local businesses, everybody says, well, screw the hotels. Nobody cares about the hotels. Yeah. But really, you're talking about the restaurant industry and maybe some shopping, Garnet Gold, some of the other local stores. Um, but as far as the Duquesne game goes, though, I, you know, the trade-off, and I think Gene can talk a little bit about it as well, is, um, you know, they wanted to play that LSU game early in September, but you don't want to necessarily have that be the way you start your season is with LSU. Yeah, Just thinking well, back we've to seen that a few times, haven't we? Yeah, right. <laughs> that doesn't always go well. But by scheduling Duquesne, they kind of worked their way around it to play that week zero game against Duquesne, um, which is only possible because Duquesne plays at Hawaii, right, Gene? Yeah, that's my understanding. When you get to play a team that uh, plays Hawaii, they get that extra. They're able to play that week zero game. And when you play in week zero, you get an extra buy. So it does a couple things. It helps Florida State in terms of you get two buys, which, you know, we've seen the attrition. We've seen teams get wore out having that extra bye week. So you usually get to start practice a week early as well. So it's a little extra bonus to be able to do that. But to your point, too, Ira, to have that warm-up game, which it seems like all of Florida State's rivals, Florida and all them seem to traditionally get the Miami, seem to always have those easy warm-up games where Florida State's always playing the tough opponent to open the season. You start out 0-1 lately and it's been a rough start so we again no gimme games anymore but florida state should be in a good position to at least go into that lsu game with a warm-up game uh beforehand so i I like the way that's been set up for florida state uh 
Duquesne is what it is, but heck, everybody else does it. Why not Florida State? So we are getting some word from our colleagues at Warchant.com. If uh, you aren't familiar with us, we have a roster now. We've got a good roster. There's a two deep at Warchant.com, and and everybody takes different positions and starts in different roles all the time. But it sounds like ACC Network's broadcast is going week by week tonight, rather than a release of the whole 12-game schedule and the grids that they used to release. I'm sure those will be coming a little bit later. But uh, the television networks want to make a couple extra bucks, get to have the eyeballs on the TV screens. Hey, somebody's go got somebody's got to sell those infrared binoculars and yes. you know the, the, hey, the interrupted lacrosse coverage. Come on now, <laughs> give them some credit. That, that's correct. I'm sure they'll have that first slot tomorrow on uh, the morning show. They'll have a lacrosse cast. Uh, but it it does look like yeah. uh, FSU. We haven't confirmed this just yet, but I'm looking in our yeah. chat amongst the staff members at week two, meaning we have a week zero game against Duquesne, then LSU. The first bye week might be right after the LSU See, game. That, I don't like that at all. I mean, you want to take advantage of those bye weeks. So that just threw out my whole argument almost of like <laughs> that two bye weeks. So here we go. We're going to throw it early. I mean, we'll see who that first ACC opponent is. If it's a tougher opponent, then maybe you say, hey, maybe maybe yep. it's a good thing. I guess we'll wait and see what that week four game is going to be. But that, that's disappointing to me. I was hoping it'd be yeah, at least week four or five by the time they got to that first well, bye week. And the one thing I think to, to keep in mind, and we've talked about this, you know, in the weeks leading up to this, uh, certainly on Jeff's show and, and some of the headlines and some of the other shows we have, you know, it's a give and take when the scheduling process takes place. So if Florida State got the buy in week three, that's not preferable. Or week two, I guess, officially week two after the first two games, that's not preferable. But maybe there's some other give and take. Maybe they were willing to take that in exchange for, as you said, maybe having a tougher game there or maybe there are some other concessions that, that, that Florida State True. wanted. So, so that process is kind of a – the way the sausage is made, this process takes several weeks, uh, sometimes longer than that, and they're going back and forth. And and so you may not like one thing, but you, there may be other things you do like about it. That, that's a great point. I think people don't realize there is a give and take back and forth between the conference and the schools to try to work out the schedules. And I do think the current administration, is, I think, is a little bit more savvy, maybe not to knock – well, a little bit to knock the previous some administration, but I think they're a little bit more savvy in how they in negotiation process. So I think they're going to get the best deal for Florida State. And again, even I, you know, I'd heard I even got this confirmed. I even heard the Florida game. There's a little bit of a concession uh, from ESPN. Maybe Florida State gets a little extra money on the side to agree to host that game on a Friday night. So again, a little little thing there, not a big deal, but you take it uh, if you can get. It. I'm not sure some of the previous administrations would have been savvy enough to try and negotiate a little extra from ESPN. Yeah, that's certainly smart, and and it looks like this is going to be what we're going through, every, everybody. Uh, we're all learning this together. Gene, Ira, myself, we're all learning the schedule together, and as it goes week by week, we'll have more information for you. We've got uh, in the War Chant War Room our own Aslan Hajavandi, Austin Cox. Uh, it's also known as the Slack app <laughs> that we have here at War Chant. Um, but as gents, opposed I mean, to, as, as opposed to – Jeff and Corey and maybe it might be just slackers. <laughs> you know, I, Man, I laying the bombs early. Boom. Man, there we go. Uh, moving no, on. They're being, they're being good dads. They're being good dads. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think there's a chance we may swing uh, Jeff in here at some point. We'll see. But, but yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're doing some familial duties. Yeah. Judging by the way, this thing is uh, going a little bit slowly as we're approaching 12 after the hour at seven o'clock. Jeff might be here before the schedule reveal is over. We might not know the whole damn thing. Yeah. Um, now for Florida state's purposes, you get to a uh, week 10 and then you're done because we know the Louisiana game and we know the Florida game. So we're going to fill in the, the puzzle pieces as we go. Uh, and as we're getting that information, there was other news today 
Uh, both Ira and Gene are, are well apprised of some co uh, coaching staff news for Florida State. Uh, contracts were expiring today for two coaches, two former Oles here on staff and Odell Hagens and Ron Dugans. And it was confirmed about an oh, hour and a half, two hours ago from Florida State that those two coaches, position coaches Odell Hagens and Ron Dugans, have been extended here at Florida State. The exact terms are not known at this time. Uh, but since I started with Gene on question one, Ira, your thoughts on uh, Odell and Ron Dugans coming back for another year here in Tallahassee? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too surprising, especially since nothing had happened in the last week or two. Now there was a period a couple weeks ago and beyond where we were wondering if maybe there would be a change at the wide receivers position. Uh, Odell Higgins is, was going to stay if he wants to stay. The question with Odell is he's been on the Florida State staff now for 28 years. This will be his 29th season. Uh, he had the knee replacement surgery. I think he's going to have another uh, surgery at some point to kind of clean up some of those old playing day injuries. So the question with Odell is, like, how much longer do you want to coach? But once it was pretty clear he did, we expected him to be back. The Ron Dugans, we were a little bit uh, questioning, questioning because his contract was expiring at the end of January and because uh, they had some other um, – uh, because they haven't had a lot of success at wide receiver. Um, but as we know, uh, they've, they've since extended them. They haven't given the terms of those contracts, but they've both been extended. And uh, I guess we've got now we've got the next week, uh, next week's game on the schedule. So we should go back we to do that. Indeed. I should hit that uh, as long. Yeah. But uh, there you go. Right from Warchant.com's Twitter account. You can also see it on the bottom. We have updated it. Week three after the bye, Florida State will be playing Malik Cunningham, Satterfield, mm. and the Louisville Cardinals on the road. Initial reaction, Gene, because uh, they'll have extra time to prepare for a veteran quarterback on the road in a game that Florida State obviously did not win last year. Yeah, I think that's – it's not that bad. It's still better because I think when you go – we're going to look at this thing, and I'm sure we'll break it down in more detail later, uh, game by game. But I think at the end of the day, if you want to have what we consider a successful season for Mike Norvell, this is one of those, I think, key games. Um, I think it's, it's tough, obviously, but I think it's a winnable game. So if you can notch an early – conference win to start out 1-0 in conference at Louisville, I think that sets up nicely for yourself. Even if, let's say, you, even if you lose that LSU game, at least that puts you 2-1, two 1-0 and, two and one, one in the ACC. I think it puts you in really good position going down the stretch. You don't want to start out 1-2. and two. So to me, this is one of those early linchpin games that I think you really need. So a little, little extra time, prepare to heal up. Uh, like you say, prepare for a betting quarterback. It's going to take a lot of work to try to contain him. So I think that it's, it's not bad in terms of uh, the placement of that game. And it should be noted, too, that there is uh, one slight difference. It is indeed the week three game, but it will be another right. Friday night. It will be a Friday night Ooh. at Louisville on September 16th. So that information has been updated on the Warchant Twitter feed. Interesting. Um, so Florida State gets the bye week leading into it. It really doesn't matter. No, fact, no, it's, it's great. That's actually great. It gives you almost a mini bye the following week. Yes, Tom. it gives you an extra day to prepare for your following opponent. So we'll know that soon. Yeah, okay. How about that? I'm okay with it. A Sunday and two Fridays already on the schedule for Florida State. Ira, I mean, what? Your, what? your internal clock, you better prepare it. It's going to be a very different existence here covering Florida State wow. 2022. Welcome, uh, welcome to college football in 2022, where we play football every day of the week. Wherever uh, ESPN tells us to play, that's when we're going to play. And, um, yeah, as you guys said, I mean, it still gives – it's a week from the – you know, it still kind of gives you that week. Um, or you get the kind of mini-buy, you get more than a week for the next game. Mm -hmm. If the next opponent, especially as a quality opponent, then you'll feel like it's uh, time well needed. Well, the way Florida State's played the last few years, I guess any ACC opponent is uh, <laughs> a team that they could use a little more uh, time against. So uh, we'll uh, get some reaction from the fans here. Uh, Jane is uh, happy for both 
uh, Odell Hagens and Ron Dugans. So that that's good to see that not every knoll is, is yeah. <laughs> you know, 50-50 on it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just think so far, guys, Gina, I, I don't like that early buy. Just like you said, it, it feels like you're, you're getting rid of the advantage that you have with the double buy. But given that, if you look at the Atlantic division and all these veteran quarterbacks are coming back, Dracovic at Boston College, Florida State handled that one, no problem. Devin Leary at NC State on the road is coming back for another year. Malik Cunningham, obviously, is returning. Any advantage you can get for those interdivision games, intradivision yeah. games, I should say, uh, is a huge one. So I think early on, we'll see what the next opponent is for uh, September 24th. But early on, I actually don't mind that bye week if you're going to follow it with an important ACC game. If it was like Syracuse behind it, I right. wouldn't feel so great. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Great point. And uh, I'll let, I mean, I commented, so I comment some more. But again, as it's shaking out so far, I'd give it about an A minus the way this thing's gone so far, Ira. Yeah, and again, man, what we talked about going into last season, how good it would be to get off to a strong start, and and it didn't happen. They went out, they went out of the uh, gate zero and four, and so now this season you open with Duquesne, so you feel for the first time in what six years they're going to start <laughs> with a win. I mean, I think it's been since two thousand fifteen yeah. or sixteen that you yeah. start with a win, so that's big. Uh, I think the I you know I mean I, I'm I think the LSU game is kind of a coin toss. I mean, I really do. I you know they're they're breaking in so many new players and coaching staff. Um, I think Florida State's, you know, based on what they've done with this roster, uh, it's going to be a tough game, but because especially because it's in the, in New Orleans, uh, but I like Florida State's chances. I think it's you know close to a coin toss game, and then if no matter what happens in that game, if you come back and you can beat Louisville, kind of restore some order there because it's it's it just it stunk. You know, you, you don't want to be Florida State does not be, need to be at a place where they're losing to the Louisvilles and NC States. That's the next step for this program. Mm-hmm. Is to to restore order in those types of games, and this, you know, I think this puts you in position maybe to do that. And hey, so, I'm going to put this up. If you uh, uh, Walker had asked this question, or you right. brought it up before, if you want to explain, because I know a lot of people don't understand, because most most places can go ahead and have Thursday night games. Florida State cannot, but that's because of the. Cl- I assume it's because yeah. the school is open. There's classrooms actually in and around Doak, and obviously shut that down. I mean, is that your understanding of how that is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really goes back to, and I'm sorry to just kind of breeze past it earlier but but um yeah you know when when florida state expanded to campbell stadium 20 something years ago tk weatherall the legislature uh kind of uh, got that money to build classrooms around doe campbell stadium the good side was they got a lot of money to improve doe campbell stadium from the state which you usually can't get for a football stadium the downside was you have all these classrooms and offices and building uh in all those buildings and all those parking lots are filled with workers Mm -hmm. until five or six o'clock you can't then just clear them all out and get tailgating in um, yeah. in, the, in that time. So you just can't really do it. The one time they did have a Thursday night game at home, you guys remember, was that Clemson game where they took a, a, a fall break. And then the meet, the national media killed yeah, them ESPN. for putting football ahead of school mm-hmm. and taking a fall break just for football. So, yeah, the Thursday night home games are pretty much a thing of the past unless maybe something changes and they can work out a schedule to do it. ESPN killing Florida State. Never heard of that in my entire life. Yeah, shocking. Uh, so week four, September the 20th, uh. Boston College comes to town. Okay, so the sequencing now goes Duquesne LSU by week, Friday night on the road at Louisville, then back home with an extra day to prepare for Dracovic and Boston College. All right, Gene, what do you think about that? I like it. Man. We got. I assume they're going to be back home because you had your effectively a road game 
yep. at LSU or at in New Orleans, and then a bye weekend, then at Louisville. So it makes sense to have the game here, which is kind of what was it? Was that late September? What was the date on that, Tom? For the BC, for the BC, the BC will be uh, Saturday, September twenty fourth. So okay, late. So I, I kind of you know it's still going to be a little bit hot, but I like the fact we don't have what we've had in the past four or five kickoffs in September. Uh, I've always I always wonder why that. It always seems Florida State plays at BC in November, and then you're going to host them. I mean, maybe they should switch that around. I'm sure BC likes the advantage of playing in the cold. Florida State likes playing them in the heat at home. But I, I'm okay with that. Again, they come back. You think that's obviously one of the games you're, we're going to circle probably and say Florida State, a home game against BC, you better win that game. Uh, again, all the more important is, man, if you could somehow be 2-1 and one or, heck, even 3-0 and oh at that point, man. Talk about a change of what could be. Again, a lot of ifs here. The Florida State started so many seasons in the hole they're in a good position to at least maybe be a three and one or worst case of two and two at that point, I would think. Yep. It's starting to come into focus, those W's and L's. And we mm-hmm. want to thank Mark for his contribution to the program. Thank you, Mark. Warm up game. And I, I was right. It was 2016. It was the DeAndre Francois game against Old right. Miss. Florida oh, State's which, yeah. which maybe, you know, they kind of stole that game. If it wasn't for Demarcus Walker turning yep. into, you know, Superman, uh, they probably we don't did win the, that the whole season, Ira. <laughs> and and the, the you know the the thing about the BC game I I do I'm with Gene I like it a lot because it's not necessarily that that's the toughest game on the schedule but that's a just such a huge win I mean it would be such a must win you don't want to lose that game at home they do have Phil Jerkovich coming back they've got that coaching staff in place they've done a really good job um, it, it's at home this gives you if you feel like you've got every reason to win that game and you really need to win that game if you're going to be a bowl team or or win seven or eight. Or play more games than that. Uh, yet another home game will follow that Boston College date on October 1st. Isn't this exciting, everybody? Hit the like button right underneath here. Can we, can we correct Florida man? Orlando is the following year, Florida man. It's, yeah. it's New Orleans yeah. this year, buddy. It is right. New Orleans this year. The yes. pseudo home and home, it, it takes place in, in Orlando next year. But uh, on October the 1st, Saturday, October 1st, Florida State will welcome, that's right, another home game, Wake Forest to town. Mm. So it's an interesting payback time. Stretch. Ton of Atlantic uh, games so far on the schedule. They are they're playing all on their side of the conference. Um, and, and again, just to recap, it's Duquesne, LSU, and New Orleans. Week two, which is our third game of the season. Don't worry about that. It's a bye week, followed by a Friday night on the road at Louisville. Returning home on the twenty fourth of September, hosting Boston College. Followed by an October first home game again. A lot of home games early on the season against Wake Forest. So. As that starts to simmer, and uh, you guys, uh, your thoughts, Gene, go ahead again. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Like I said, a lot of Atlantic games, so a lot of your positioning on that side of the conference is going to be decided early with three early games and back-to-back-to-back on that side. But again, you know, I know Wake's got a lot of guys coming back, which is amazing to me because it seemed like they were all six-year seniors last year, but I guess they all got that extra year, and I guess they're, they're not leaving. Uh, early I for Wake Forest, unfortunately. Some of, them so have to win. some of them, Gene, were seventh year guys last year. They're, they I don't get it. It seems like back. every year Wake Forest plays, they've got it's like play, Forest State played BYU that one year, and all these guys go on a mission. They're all 28 years old, but somehow Wake Forest pulls it off. But it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, they got a ton of experience, a quality quarterback. Uh, but again, you got them at home. Uh, you're going to be a better team. So I, I expect it to be a very competitive game. But you got you got to play them at some point. And the good news is you got them at home. Hey, and this is another game, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm bullish on Florida State against Wake Forest. Even before we found out the schedule uh, and where it laid, I, I really like Florida State's chances at home. I think we – last year's game against Wake Forest to me was deceiving for a couple of reasons, and we could talk a little bit more about it later if, if, if we've got another game. But, but you know, that was a game where Mackenzie Milton started. 
you really only got Jordan Travis a little bit. I think if Jordan Travis starts and plays that whole game, there's a decent chance they win it. Plus, even with McKenzie starting and not playing really well and turning the ball over every other play, they still had chances to score, but kept turning it over in the red zone. And this defense, you know, again, I mean, the, the defense probably won't be as good as it was last year, but that's not where you lost that game. You lost that game yeah. on offense. It'll be here. Uh, I know, I mean, they've got the quarterback. It's really good. They've got a really tough system. It'll be a decent game. It'll be a good game. But I like Florida State's chances to win that game. So, you know, you can see a scenario where, you know, you're starting off this first half. Don't get them excited, Ara. Don't do it. Don't do it. Slow your roll a little bit. You can see a Don't scenario. Don't build those expectations up. But, you know, that's a, this was a game if I remember correctly. There was It was five turnovers at Wake. Five or six. Five or six, six turnovers. Right? Plus you had yeah. two of the worst calls I've ever seen in that game, if I remember correctly, which basically flipped position. Uh, possession oh, yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Six, seven yeah. turnovers if you work in those two ridiculous wasn't one of the phantom calls out of bounds where the guy fell right. down the official didn't yeah. see the play and threw the flag and gave another possession so yeah you would hope they got that worked out of their system but you know the thing about wake forest is you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to make mistakes you have to minimize few penalties and not turn the ball over if you can do that they're very beatable i agree with you ira um but that's a game you got a healthy jordan travis maybe this the team's the Offense is a little bit more veteran this year. They've been through it a little bit. You know, they play a cleaner game than absolutely they have a shot to be Wake Forest. But if you make mistakes against Wake Forest, you're going to lose. That's what they do well. They take advantage. So the Knowles will head on the road the next week. And Eric, thank you so much. We're happy you're here as well. And uh, for everybody who's joined Warchan TV, there's uh, several hundred of you here tonight. We're very thankful for you joining us on Warchan TV. Be sure to hit that like button underneath and subscribe to our channel if you've not done so already. The Knowles finally go back on the road. This will be only their second true road game of the season on Saturday, October the 8th, as they head to NC State. They're going to Carter Finley. I don't That's know. The, uh, record, the, the needle slides across the record at that point, I think. That did leak out earlier, so that was accurate, because there was some thing that leaked, leaked out on Twitter about NC State early with the schedule, and they had Florida State game on October 8th, so I guess that was right. We uh, we can't um, confirm yet whether or not that's going to be the day that the fair or the weekend at the fair. Is of course it is, Tom. That goes without saying. That's, uh, that's uh, your thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I first of all, I just hate Carter Finley. That stadium is awful. The fans are evil. I mean, that place is. Corey always gives me a hard time because he thinks it's not that big. It's only sixty something thousand. It is a tough place to play, mm-hmm. and I think Florida State. I do feel like this first half of the season really sets up well. That game concerns me. That game could be a rough, uh, rough day for the for the Knowles. I think I, it, it's I, like Gainesville North. It really is. The quality of fans are about the same. <laughs> it's a similar similar element. And it, it, it is the Wiz Palace too. I think that has part right. of, a part to right. do with it. Oh, those of you the man cave cave uh, fame remember all of our Jeff and I used to go into quite a lot of thing on the Wiz Palace. We may have to break that out again this year. Oh man, I mean, those... he's, I mean you know, Dave Doran's done a good job there. I mean, obviously, and the, and I think they've got. A lot of guys back. They that quarterbacks back. I mean, they're they're that's going to be a tough tough game for Florida State. I think. Yeah. Again, I mean, you're facing several quarterbacks who are probably going to have grandchildren uh, this season. Uh, by the time <laughs> it is amazing. It seems like yeah, every other year we're playing the the gauntlet of quarterbacks. And you say what you want with the ACC being down the first year. Boy, did they produce quarterbacks like nobody's business. It seems like there are always a lot of really good quarterbacks in this league, and they always seem to play against Florida State. So, Tom, have you been up to NC State? For a game? You know, I've never made that road. What? Is it time? Is it time? Uh, I, if we're going on the road for the Wiz Palace, we got to do it. We got to send you and Jeff on the road. It's oh. it's an experience, dude. One of the first times I went there, not the first time. One of the part of it is they've got the 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 fans are so close to the visiting. There's no room on the sidelines, so the visiting bench is like backed right up against the wall, and you've got these crazy. I mean, 
One time I was walking behind there towards the end of the game. We used to be on the field at the end of the game. And I heard somebody just dog cussing like Everett Dawkins or somebody, whoever it was. And I look up and it, I swear it was an 11 year old kid oh. and his parents, his parents were right there. And like, I was just like, do you hear what your kid is saying right now? Um, it's uh man, that place is, it's, it's, it's intense. And, you know, I'm not, a you know, nobody's a Dave Doran fan other than NC State fans. So I'm not a Dave Doran fan, but he's uh, he's done a really good job there. That's going to be a tough game. He's on brand for NC State then. Everything fits is what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not like, I like him though. So uh, if my wife is watching Jamie, uh, October the 8th, we're, I'm on the road. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be at the Wiz Palace. Apparently I will wear uh, ponchos as yes. necessary. Ponchos. We, maybe we can do that beforehand. I already knew Warchan issued ponchos <laughs> as we go in. I think that'd be a good thing. All the FSU fans will hand them out. Just the, the just the big W for the Wiz the back, after yep. Warchan. Uh, we oh, don't yeah. have any more updates as of yet, but again, I'm building a graphic too. So when this is all done, folks, I'll put it full screen so you can see it in all its glory, the 2022 schedule. But we now have uh, the first half of the slate, the first eight weeks of the season, and uh, Florida State plays Duquesne on Saturday, August 27th here in Tallahassee, followed by Sunday, September 4th on Labor Day weekend against LSU in New Orleans. Outstanding. By week, September 10th. Then on Friday, September 16th at Louisville. So Florida State, breaking news, is playing two Friday games this season. More on that in a minute. Boston College at home on September the 24th. Another home game on October 1st against Wake Forest. Then on the road, Saturday, October the 8th at the aforementioned Wiz Palace, taking on NC State. We're going to fill in the gaps for the rest of October and early November, but we know the final two games of the season. At home against Louisiana on Saturday, November 19th, followed by Friday, November 25th against Florida. So it's shaping up. That big game against Miami is looming. The game against Clemson is out there as well. They're uh, saying there Clemson th- this next game. At least some people in our chat are oh, saying that. I don't right. know if that's been confirmed or not, but um, that's what hey. I get for resetting. They they must yep. have broken the news while I was resetting. Uh, I don't see it just yet, but they, okay. they maybe a, a couple people in our chat have said Clemson is the next game. So we will see. That would be if that's true. That would be a home game, obviously, but that'd be a tough midseason slate if that's true. Going you know between NC State and Clemson back to back. That's whew. Yeah, that you would be. To, there's also another bye week looming too. Yeah, you love to you love to have the bye there if you could. Yeah, yeah. So we're waiting on confirmation for October 15th. Uh, the chat chatters don't shout at me. You may be right, but we like to be correct here on on. Yeah, uh, I want to make sure as, as soon as we have it. I'm looking at both our own feed at WarChant.com. Great follow if you haven't done so already at WarChant on Twitter, and then obviously the official groups uh, FSU football and, and ACC football. So so far. Um, you know, a lot of winnable games. I like the way the bye is scheduled out for Louisville, the Friday game against Louisville, an extra day to prepare for BC. Uh, stay tuned, folks. If you like W's and L's on Wednesday's Jeff Cameron Show, 1 p.m. right here on WarChan TV, we will break out our tradition that we do four or five times a year, which is the W's and L's, first glance of the FSU schedule. Uh, but as it stands right now, a lot of Atlantic games for Florida State in September. They play Louisville and BC in October. They open up with Wake Forest and NC State. You're going to know where Florida State's going to be in the division, pretty uh, what their uh, op- options are, where they could go, where they could fall to by about October 15th. So, and, then the, uh, and then the next step for all this, and, and you know, people, who, the FSU fans who are watching this are diehard. They're, they're into it. So they're going to be doing this on their own. But the next step is what we'll have up on the site at warchant.com. If you don't want to do the work, we'll do the work for you, is looking at how those other teams – schedules set them up in those games. So, for example, like you said, Florida State's got that bye before Louisville. Well, what does Louisville have the week before? And then, you know, you, you kind of – that's how you kind of really – you talked about the W's and L's, Tom. That's kind of the, the nuance to it is figuring out 
did they have a bye before? Did they play five straight weeks or, or really tough opponents leading into that game? So we'll be breaking that all down, and we'll have it up at warchant.com tonight as well. So there it is. We have confirmed it, uh, the staff of Warchant, October 15th. It is Clemson, and it will take mm. place in Tallahassee. Uh, get on the bus, Dabo, and shut up. We're going to play that football game on, on October the 15th, and he's going to have new coordinators. It's going to be a very interesting mm-hmm. season for Clemson. They've still got exceptional athletes. They've recruited really well to that program. But this might have a bit of a different tenor, maybe more hope in the air on October 15th. We'll go back to you, Ira. What do you think? Is DJ going to be the quarterback? If DJ Let's gonna hope so. <laughs> I think I like Florida State. Look, I mean, in all honesty, uh, this I am looking forward to this Clemson game for the first time in a while. Um, you know, even last year, you know, you just weren't really sure. Uh, but the way they played in that game, the, the fact that you know Clemson's got these issues, they've had so much coaching turnover. They've lost, you know, all their coordinators. They've lost Brent Venables and and their offensive coordinator Tony Elliott. Plus, they lost Jeff Scott the year before that. So they've had so much turnover in their coaching staff. He's basically just promoted from within. He's had some holes on the roster, and he refuses to really go through the transfer portal. Um, so. You know, Clemson could be there for the taking. I mean, you know, again, if Florida State continues to get better, that game's at home. I don't – what concerns me a little bit is having that NC State game the week before it on the yeah. road. That's going to be a real physical game. If I'm Mike Norvell, maybe you just kind of – maybe you just take it easy that week. I mean, put I mean had an Clemson extra bye week there. Why couldn't they slip it in between those yeah. two games? Perfect. And I'm, I'm getting a little worried as these schedule – people are saying it's Miami. We'll see if that's accurate in the chat that's next. I'm getting a little concerned as this bye week gets pushed further and further back. My concern is they better not put it before that Louisiana game. Yeah. That would really be – I mean, that would be a screw job on Florida State if they end up – Ideally, yeah. At this point, you want to – you just – you want it before Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you you and do not want to have – some people said Miami next. If they go NC State, Clemson, Miami, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, that's BS. I'm sorry. The they Godfather not allowed that to happen. The Godfather of the coffee beans himself, Mr. Ed Lemmicks of the Luna Coffee, says it checks Thank in. You, Ed. We're not scared. Come on, Mike. Yeah, that's that's this season. It's no hot seat season for Mike Norvell, but it's a come on, Mike. All right, let's go. Let's win some of these games. That would be the Clemson game on October fifteenth. Florida State's fifth straight Atlantic Division opponent. You don't usually see that. Usually you break it up a little bit, but five straight Atlantic Division opponents spanning from Saturday, September, or sorry, Friday, September sixteenth at Louisville all the way through the game at Clemson. We will get confirmation shortly on the following week. Marcus, we want to thank you as well. Thanks for taking the time out of your evening to join us, Marcus. We really appreciate it. And uh, Khalil, we'll get to your question. It was it was early on. Uh, Khalil asked a question about who would you like to schedule out of the, uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the Alliance. So guys, brainstorm that of, of maybe a town you want to go to. But right now we're sticking to the ACC slate for this year. But we'll get to that yeah. in just a little bit, Khalil. And, and one thing it looks like on the schedule is uh... – if, if 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 Miami is the next game, it would be after the bye because Florida State is not playing Miami that that next on the twenty second. Okay. Um, so good, Miami's good. playing somebody else that day. So excellent. If, so maybe if, that if, is if, the bye. That would be awesome. Maybe right the before the Miami. I would take. I don't like the NC State Clemson back to back, but if you give FSU the bye before Miami, then yep. I think I, we can all probably accept that. That would be an okay. Yeah, hundred percent. If if that's Miami, and, and Miami could probably live with it because they've got Duke on the twenty second. So it's so kind it of lining like a bye. up for that. Yeah, so so that would make sense. That's a heated rivalry game, isn't it, between Miami and Duke? It's been well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> Dukey's owner. Some history there. Yeah, that's all quite... the the officials getting involved. I've never heard of that in ACC history. Oh, Cutcliffe kindly called it a day. So they've got a uh, Elko is right, isn't uh, Jimbo's old defensive coordinator is the head coach of Duke now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be a different. Uh, I mean, he we don't know how much he can do with his roster in one year, but it will be a new coaching staff. 
Yeah, but yeah, uh, the, Allison confirming the buy with us via Slack. So they definitely got so the twenty was it the twenty second? Twenty seconds a buy. Twenty second would be a buy for FSU. So then we're just worried about what the uh, the twenty ninth what that game is going to be. So here's what I've got on the FSU football account. I, maybe I was just sleeping and I didn't realize that uh, this is who we played across the division. But I've got Georgia Tech. Yes, Georgia right. Tech is the Georgia Tech on the twenty ninth. Yes. Yeah, so back to the that and that is correct. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so 29th. Yeah, that is out now. So the 29th. So got to buy before Georgia Tech. Okay. Would have preferred Miami. I don't like the Miami. I don't like the Miami game in November. And I, you talked in the, at the outset, Tom, about Florida State. You know, the traditionalist that I am, I like that Miami game in October. Mm -hmm. uh, they're pushing it to November again. I'm not a fan of it. I would like to have them after the bye week. But you know what, Georgia Tech home game. They they've had they've had Florida State's number lately. I don't know how. Yeah. But they, this should be a good matchup for Florida State at this point. I think their Wake Forest is obviously one of the cellar dwellers in the ACC right now. So, and looking, I'm looking right now. It looks like Georgia Tech the week before would have played on the Thursday, so they'll have a couple extra days to prepare for that game. Okay, uh, which isn't ideal. Well, FSU had but, the buy, so it's kind of that's probably why right. they did it that way. Right, right, right. Pseudo buy versus a full buy on the 29th here in Tallahassee. So, okay, the schedule shaping up. I mean, that's a game you should win. I understand Georgia Tech. Uh, has Florida State's number in a lot of ways. Josh Pastner certainly does on the uh, basketball court. <laughs> um, but, I mean, at some point, right. that, that would be my, my take. It's, it's very well, Florida State, Georgia Tech. At some point, you got to win that game. And if that you know crescendos with Miami on the 29th, so be it. But we'll see. Run out of home games, though. So I wonder if that's not going to be buried a little bit later now. And if, uh, and if you know, the way things have gone for Jeff Collins the last couple of years, you know, if they don't get off to a good start next season, he might be out of work by that game. Well, what's um, because they they I mean there was talk they might yeah. have pulled the plug on him this past season. So uh, this is this is talking about the hot seat. Jeff Collins may be on the hot, hottest seat of anybody. There's it, really it, only Syracuse and Miami left, right? Uh, that's right. Yeah, I wanted to correct myself too on that. Uh, that uh, Miami obviously is on the road this year. I, I know that. Um, right, right. Carried away. Uh, but yeah, Syracuse and Miami are left. Yeah, you got the buy on the twenty second. And uh, you got Georgia Tech on the 29th. So it's just a matter of which Syracuse, November Syracuse. weekend. And Syracuse right. is on the road. Yep. Um, yeah. Which you don't love up there in November. Although they do have, I think they have heat there now in the Carrier do Dome. Do they? I think they put in some heat uh, heat and air in the Carrier Dome. So that uh, that might help a little bit. I think one time, I don't know if it was the last time or the time before that we went up there and it was freezing. Uh, or no, the last time it was really hot, I think. I can't remember. But the weather in there for a dome. The joke was it's a carrier dome and they didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. Um, well, either way, I mean, you, you either ease into Miami with Georgia Tech and Syracuse, and I, and I understand where Florida State is right now as a football program. There's no, there's, ease. No, there's no such thing as easing in, but just bear with me. It's either Georgia Tech, Syracuse, and Miami, or Georgia Tech, Miami, and Cuse, followed by Louisiana and the University of Florida. So we kind of know the schedule now, guys, pending in the next couple of minutes, mm -hmm. us finalizing it, and we can complete the puzzle. How do you feel so far? We can do final grades in a moment. Gene, I, I think this is an above-average schedule so yeah. far in terms of the layout. Well, I, I, it, we're kind of used to Florida State being completely screwed over a lot of times in previous schedules. That hasn't been as bad the last couple of years. So, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like I said, I would have, you know, you could move a bye week here or there, uh, move some things around. But there's nothing that sometimes something that jumps out at you like, this is ridiculous. Um, you know, I don't like the back-to-back, -back, obviously, uh, NC State Clemson. That's not good. Those are two of your probably the two best teams right. in your division, and you're playing them back to back. So that's not a good look. But other than that, everything else sets up pretty well. Like I said, I don't like playing Miami in now mid late November, whatever mid November, I guess it's going to be. Um, 
And that's a traditional thing. There's no problem playing them. It's like you said, after Georgia Tech or Syracuse, it's not like a gauntlet uh, to play before Miami. So uh, on the whole, I give it about a B plus, A minus on the whole. So not bad. Ira, your thoughts pending this uh, last little nugget that we need? All we need is next week's yeah. game, and then we'll do yeah. the whole. Right. And uh, just to clarify, because Alex uh, in the chat told us that the last time they went up to Syracuse, it was really hot. That's right. It was early in the season. I think one or two times before that, it was freezing cold. But yeah, I think they do have some climate control. So that'll help a little bit. I don't mind maybe playing Syracuse that late in the season if that's the case. Um, overall, yeah, I mean, it's probably a B plus. I don't think you can be too mad about yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's never going to be perfect. Uh, you know, you got to play these teams, especially if you're not a great team. If you're a great team, this exercise isn't all that important because you you just want to make sure you don't get screwed. But where Florida State is, you're looking for every possible angle and you're not going to get every possible angle because they're juggling 14 teams in the conference, 15 with Notre Dame, and they're trying to, you know, placate everybody. Um, so you're not going to get everything you want. But, I, you know, I don't think this is terrible. I mean, how many weeks is it in a row is it between buys? Probably six or set, six or so. It's yeah, not it's terrible. It's- yeah, that's not terrible. And especially, again, if you get a pseudo-buy after the Louisville game, uh, you're not preparing for Syracuse in that moment. And I see you, Eric. We appreciate yep. the uh, the look. So it is official that on November the 5th, Florida State will travel to Miami. And so now, pending some spelling errors, I just put this together real quick. Hopefully none. Here is the full slate. There it is, everybody. Well wow. done, Tom. Full schedule for the season. So now that you can take it in uh, at with a start early in the year, a week zero against Duquesne, on August 27th, Ira, feel free to edit on the fly if I, if I, if I get it right. Um, but now that you can see the whole thing, the bye week the second time is on the 22nd of October. Then you host Georgia Tech before traveling down to Miami. Syracuse is a decent break, so Miami and Florida aren't within 14 days of each other, uh, or 13 actually in this case. That's an important uh, detail. For me, guys, I'll go ahead real fast and say, this is a doable schedule. This is not bad. The early bye week hurt initially, but when you look at it completely, this isn't terrible. Um, we'll we'll uh, go back to, let's say, the great, the Silver Fox. Ira, your thoughts now that you look at the whole thing. All right, but if you can uh, flip it back up yeah, there. Yeah, pop that back oh, up man. there. There oh, we man. go. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I really, I'm looking at the back half right now, and I'm really kind of excited about that. that Because, and we talked earlier, we felt pretty decent. There's some, you know, there's a chance to maybe go four and one or, or, or at least three and two early in the season. But I like the way the second half lays out. I mean, I really like that. I mean, you know, Georgia Tech has, has been struggling. I think they could be in, you know, in, in the mode of getting ready to fire Jeff Collins. That could be the game that does it um, for all we for all we know. But getting them after a bye, you like your chances there. Then you get at Miami follow, and, and then following that up with Syracuse and Louisiana leading into Florida. I mean, I don't think you can ask for a whole lot more than that, especially, you know, getting that second buy in late October. So, um, yeah, I mean, the only thing really you could complain too much, I think, about Gene is now, depending on what some of the other team schedules look like and what mm-hmm. buys they have, there have been seasons where, like, your team might have four of your opponents had buys before they played you or something. So we'll see how something like that shakes out. But that NC State Clemson back-to-back is really the only thing I think you can get too upset about. And you can look at the bye being after that because Ira, do you believe those are probably the two most physical games they'll play? 100%. Outside of maybe you could argue Florida, but that's the last game of the regular season. So probably the two most physical games you're going to play, you're probably going to be beat up a little bit physically. So the timing of that bye, although it doesn't help you prepare for those, it does heal you up for that final stretch run a little bit, get a little time off, heal up. 
uh, maybe get some guys back in the lineup if there's some sprains or some dings. You know, the other thing I look at this early schedule part, and uh, I think before that, before that gauntlet, we talked about NC State Clemson. I think at that point, it, 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 what do you think? Are they got to be three and two, right? If you're going to yes. be where you want to be going into those two games, I think any worse than that, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball at that point because you could potentially right. lose both of those games. And man, if you're two and three going into that, yeah, you can't be two and five going into that stretch. Well, I mean, because re- and the reality is, Duquesne's a win, and yeah. LSU so got to win two of those. Yeah, so you, you got to. I mean, you have to win two out of you know those next four. And yeah. if you don't, that means you went one and three, and basically your coin flippish games or, or one. Of, yeah. You know, I just, yeah. I mean, I think they, they need to, you'd like to be, you really feel like you need to be three and two coming out. And I think there's a chance you could be four and one. You could. Yeah. Um, oh, every, like you said, it's coin flip. So, I mean, sometimes you, you can get heads several times in a row. James B. Wow. We love you, James B. We appreciate you. Yeah. We're, we're loving the show too. This is always kind of like a Christmas, uh, Christmas day thing. When, when you look at the schedule, this is where, if you've got alert friends, they know when to schedule their weddings. You got you yeah. got two chances this year. You got two chances to schedule games during those bye weeks, and then obviously uh, the sequencing of it all it, that changes. When, when especially if you're a sporting fellow, and maybe we might stop by Biloxi on the way to New Orleans before uh, week one. Florida State will be one and zero at that point. You do your win totals. It all matters about how these things lay out. And and I think the most alert point. So far, guys, among the many great points you've made, of course, uh, are that you get the bye week after NC State and Clemson back-to-back, two extremely physical games, and you get to lick your wounds um, and then, you know, build and up. And a must-win that. game. That's, again, you come back home, you're a little bit healed up. You got That's Georgia Tech. That's got to be a W. When, you, when you're when you doing your Ws and Ls, Tom, yep. I can guarantee you and Jeff are circling that. That has to be a W. It, yeah. It, again, at some point with Georgia Tech, I mean, we were their only conference win back in 2015. That was uh, the the kick return. What a time to be a live call, which was just a terrible moment. Um, but yeah, all in all, now that we know uh, ACC, good job. You kept us feeling suspenseful for a good 45 minutes. Yeah. So, but Ira, you were making a point before. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if you want to put uh, Steve Friedlander's uh, post up, that would be a good idea because he actually points out, and I, I assume he's true, it makes sense that you know part of the reason Florida State has that buy in that they're after their second game is because that's a week that a lot of everybody's playing non-conference games that week. And so there's no uh, ACC yeah. teams available for them to play. So that would make sense. Good point. Um, so again, that's where one where, you know, when you first hear that they've got to buy in week three or week two, whatever you want to call it, you're like, Oh, that's not great, but there's a reason for it. And this is the trade-off again, Florida state True. wanted that Duquesne game. The reason Florida state is playing Duquesne in August is because it gave them a chance to play a game before they play LSU. And, there was only a few teams. You, basically, you get an exemption if somebody's playing out at Hawaii to where a team can play that early week. And so Florida State seized that opportunity and got that game against Duquesne, which was smart on their part. Um, but I guess the flip side of it is they, that kind of pigeonholed them in for that buy in that second week. This is what everybody's doing right now. You can see it. Eight and four, oh, seven yeah. and five, nine and three. Hart says eight and four. If you were setting an early total, let's have a little bit of fun. If you were setting an early total, no full numbers allowed. So it's a point five. The over yeah. under would be Gene Williams. Put that graphic back up there. Uh, all right. So, put that graphic back up there. Yeah, Leave it yeah, up to the broadcast. There you go. Put that up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I look at last season. I, I look at last season. I know we can. We want to race the game from our mind. To me, that it, you should never have lost to Jackson, just Jacksonville State. That was nonsense. So you were a six. All intents and purposes, you were a six-win team. 
so uh, there's going to be improvement. I think, look, you're better You're better at every position. We're going to have position breakdowns and all this stuff as we come up to spring practice. By the way, I'll leak it out. I'm here, and spring practice will start March 5th. So we'll throw a little right. little little leak for these watching the live show, what we're going to do there. So between now and then, we're going to have a lot of position previews. In my mind, Florida State should be better at every position except for defensive end. I think there's going to be – there's an invariable drop-off there. You can't lose a guy like Jermaine Johnson and Kieran, those guys, and not have some drop-off. But I think they're good. They have to be a better team. There should be better play across the board, so they will be better. How much better? Look, I'm going to be conservative on this. I think one more game on top of what I said is a six, which effectively they had last year, I think is the absolute minimum seven. Anything below seven, which to me would be a colossal disappointment this year. Six and six just – really would be bad. You could get injuries. It could happen. So to me, I think they'll do slightly better than that. So I'm going to go seven and a half. I, I would like to say eight wins, but I think if I'm actually, if you put me in the role of being in Vegas, I've got to set that line for the odds makers right now. I would put it at 7.5. Okay. Ira. Yeah. You know, I would, I think it's going to be seven or eight wins um, unless something, you know, really good happens. You know, again, some of these games that if I say seven and five or eight and four, that's that's assuming yeah. that they're not going to win all of these coin flip games. Now they could, they could go nine and three, but uh, I would say seven and five to eight and four. So that would make me think seven and a half would be the line. But if I was in Vegas, Tom, and I'm curious your thought, I, I think I might have to set it at six and a half because I think Ooh. if you set it at seven and a half, I think you're going to get hammered on the under. Uh, really, that would be that would be my concern. So if I was in Vegas, I'd set it at probably six and a half, but uh, I think it's probably going to be seven or eight wins. Yeah, you want to induce action. So I hear you there, Ira. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm bean counting what I believe to be quote unquote sure wins. And there's no such thing after Jacksonville State. I get that. Uh, but Duquesne, I like it. Uh, BC, I like it. Um, ooh, Georgia Tech. Wake it, yep. Wake it home. Maybe. Like, I'm, I'm just going by, like, I, right. I feel good about it, but I just, those ones where you're like, done, done, done. Okay. So uh, Georgia Tech, yes. Syracuse on the road, yes. Louisiana, yes. So starting at five. I'm starting at five that I feel really good about. So what you got to do from there is is find what are your 50-50s. Wake is probably better than, but it's a 50-50 at worst. Mm-hmm. Louisville is. NC State might be a little bit worse than a 50-50. Yeah. What do you think there, Gene? I, yeah, on I the road. Yeah, I'm on the road. That's about a 60-65 probably if I'm putting – Odds on that one. But I think the uh, the other poster I had put up here, and that was, uh, to me, it comes to this. And I mentioned that when that came out. I think that at Louisville game is so huge to this thing. If they win that, they're going over. I could say it right now. If they win that Louisville game, they're going over the seven and a half. But, again, that is a complete and utter coin flip. That is a 50-50 in my mind at this point. Is is Can we say that Louisville and, and Wake Forest are, you got to win one of those two? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think if you win one of those two, that gets you to six, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah. And then what are your other 50-50 games? Um, You know, Florida could fit there. Let's see, going through Louisville, Miami. Miami, Miami, with that quarterback coming back, I mean, I know we just beat him last year. I know we just beat him last year. Um, You could qualify Miami as a 50-50. Who the hell's their staff? They don't even know yet. Um, well, you know, they might be transitioning offensive philosophies down there. It could cause all kinds of headaches. I, I don't know. Uh, but, but if I'm going with the 50 fifties, Ira, I'll, I'll just run through all of them. Uh, Louisville. Yeah. Wake forest. Yes. Not NC, NC state, state, not Clemson. Yeah, NC state uh, and Clemson. You're putting it 
30 percent or so, 30 or 40. 40. Uh, Miami, yes. And I, I might put Florida there too. So four of them. I got four. That are that are coin tosses. So, but uh, but of those, well, what about LSU? Did you mention that? That's a 50 50. Yeah, LSU right? is, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, so that's five. Oh, man, guys, we're gonna win 10 games here. What's going on? So, that's, well, that's what so I'm saying. The seven is, and five. I mean, you can't get those 50 50s. My, my point is, if you feel like you've got four, if you've got five pretty sure wins, yeah, then if you can get, you know, that's gonna come down to which of those, you know, 50 50, 60 40 games can you win? And you wouldn't expect to lose all of them. Um, so if you win a couple of them, you're at seven wins, um, right. And you are allowed to beat Clemson. You know, that can be yeah. – that is possible. And it's not as untouchable, especially after watching last year. It's not as untouchable as it felt two or three years ago, right? So it's – no game here this year would be an absolute stunner if Florida State won it. Is that fair to say? I, I agree. Yeah. The, the bad news is North Carolina's off the schedule. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, you know, the last few years we've gotten so used to just writing something in ink, Sharpie, whatever you want to – uh, that that there's no chance, no chance. Period. That's that true. State can win the game, and and now any game is in play here. LSU a couple of years ago, you would have said no way, but the way they're constructed right now, I mean, Brian Kelly's going to be doing some sort of hoedown on Friday night uh, or Saturday night in in downtown New Orleans. Who do knows? Think, do we think LSU is going to adopt Brian Kelly's offensive mentality from Notre Dame? Because if so, then you know he's he's kind of had that you know, methodical plotting kind of style. He's not, he has not been a wide open offensive kind of guy. So you would think that's a game where Florida State, the race probably isn't to a whole lot in that game. Yeah. Um, so that may give you, again, and it's early in the season. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like there are some things that line up for you that might work out for you in your favor in, in that game, especially if Jordan Travis, you know, man, if they take another step with these wide receivers, with this offensive line, getting all these transfers in, uh, you know, and that offense can take another step. Yeah, there's a chance LSU could be a total mess on offense. I mean, it's not like they were great Especially before. early on. I, I love the timing of this thing. You love to get a team like that early. Is it, They're implementing an entire new coaching staff, new system. It might take them a few games to get their feet under them. So I love catching them early on that one. It might We might get into this thing and might go, that's a 60-40 FSU. Who knows? I mean, we're kind of stuck in the – it's SEC, it's LSU, but I think we got to look at it objectively. This is not your your mother's LSU team. Okay, so uh, since we're doing all these kind of categories, guys, your thoughts of the most difficult game on Florida State's schedule this year. The, the If you had to rank percentage chances, and you don't have to give us the number, Florida State has the lowest percentage chance of winning blank game. Gene? Mm. You know, I just – the easy answer is NC State, but I hate giving Dave Doran credit. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> um, I guess. I mean, I, I but Florida's a complete – we don't know. I mean, I, as part of that, I hate this early. I mean, it's fun to go through these games and talk. But, I mean, there's so many variables between now. We don't – we haven't gone through spring practice yet. We don't know how these teams are going to look. Because remember last year we all thought that second half of the season was a gauntlet. Well, that's when Florida State went on a run. Um, so we just don't really know. I, I – I don't know. I'll, I'll say Florida I, just because I don't want to give Doran credit, but it's pro, it's NC State or Florida, either one of those two. Ira? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really i am curious to see what happens with Clemson at quarterback. You know, they brought the one kid back who would, who would the, Dabo's one foray into the transfer portal. He brings back one of his own former players. Um, so if, if DJ is not the quarterback, you know, the one thing I would say about that game is it, it still was, you know, it still was jaw dropping how much talent they still had even though they weren't playing well, all the talent they had in the defensive line, all the t- talent they had, uh, you know, in the secondary. I mean, they've got and they were young, but they've got some really good players. They've recruited really well, so I think Clemson still probably has to be up there. Um, 
And then, you know, as you mentioned, you know, Tyler Van Dyke, man, he's, he's super impressive. And, you know, we, we'll see if Cristobal ever gets an offensive coordinator. I assume they will at some point between now and then. Um, but I think, you know, that's going to be a tough game, especially down there. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's, some, there's definitely some tough games. I mean, I know we sound optimistic about the schedule and about this team, but there are still three or four really, really daunting games. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the Miami example in November too, it's like the, the flip of the LSU game where LSU opens and they could be a total mess offensively. Miami should figure itself out, you know, and, and that's a team that could be explosive by November. Whereas with Florida, I don't know how much explosiveness they have on that roster. Miami had, you know, Cristobal's off to a head start versus Napier in the quarterback department. So that could be a really scary proposition in November, but, you know, it, it again, it's just it feels nice to have a fighting chance in every single one of those games. Now, injuries could change that. But just at when the schedule hit us the last few years, it was, oh, God, here are the four or five opportunities that we really need to make. Hey, they could shock us this year. And, and for everybody who has just joined us, this is the Florida State 2022 schedule reveal special right here on Warchant TV. If you have just found us for the first time, please subscribe to our channel. It's right underneath that Warchant logo to my right. Uh, hit the like button. It helps us find more Knoll fans who are looking for great coverage. We'll have more coverage also tomorrow at 1 p.m. live here on Warchant TV. That's Seminole Headlines with Irish Fell up there. Uh, Jeff Cameron, uh, Corey Clark, they'll be taking the airwaves at 1 o'clock right here on Warchant TV. And between now and then, you'll have a Wake Up Warchant podcast that will be put on demand overnight. And if you haven't subscribed to Wake Up Warchant on the podcast yet, uh, and your favorite forum, Spotify, uh, you know, Apple Music, what are you waiting for? Wake Up War Channel will have great coverage and reaction to from tonight's proceedings. So, Also, one, one other thing I want to note, Tom, is tomorrow uh, Florida State's been really good. Uh, the sports information staff and the coaching staff have been really good about letting us introduce fans to the new players on this team. We've already done stories and video interviews with, I think, five or six or maybe, maybe even ten of the newcomers over the last couple of weeks. Uh, tomorrow we're interviewing A.J. Duffy, the quarterback, Sam McCall, a defensive back, and I think Azaria Thomas, I think is the other one yes. uh, that uh, we'll be interviewing tomorrow, right before Seminole Headlines. So if people want to get on the site, they can watch those interviews and, and read stories about those guys as well. So football, as Gene said, spring practice is about a month away, but it's it's starting to heat up. Yeah, and then Florida State's done a good job of spreading these things out so you can get a little mm -hmm. morsel of football here, a little morsel there. Yeah, anytime there's a quarterback recruit and a blue chipper at that that's speaking to the media for the first time while in Tallahassee, that's got to be a must-see thing. So, again, expect it tomorrow afternoon, somewhere between you know 1 and 3 o'clock. There's going to be a ton of content right here on this channel. Hit subscribe if you have not done so already. Uh, we're starting around the corner here, home stretch of this particular broadcast. Uh, uh, Gene, um, again, it's funny how you can look at the schedule when it first hits, and you can learn it week by week as we did this year with the ACC. I, I like the idea. That was kind of fun. But then after about five minutes or ten minutes, you think of something new. You think, oh, wait a minute. Did they screw us there? Or, you know what, that's a good break. As this is settling down, is there anything that, that occurs to you that's either a good thing or a bad thing, a brand-new observation, a weird thing? Because now we know the full uh, schedule, and I'll pull it up again. Yeah, let me look at that again. Uh, again, as I, I actually I feel a little bit better as, you know, one of our uh, – Chatters pointed out adeptly that that bye week early is there's a reason for that, that all the ACC teams have non-conference games. Of course, they would have already played their two by then. So, okay, I feel good about that. And I like the fact that before, I think a lot of us looked at that Louisville game and what a big game that is to have the bye before then is kind of nice. And then again, after the your two most physical games that you're getting that bye week and, the, you know, obviously having Syrac Georgia Tech and Syracuse 
And then Louisiana is kind of sandwiched in there between your Miami and Florida games, your two biggest in-state rivals. I think that kind of works out pretty nicely, too. That's at least as good as you could have anticipated. Sure, we'd like to have a bye week before Miami, but you know you can't have everything. So at the end of the day, I think Ira and I both said it's a B-plus, A-minus type schedule. And considering there's been a lot of schedules in the past where I've gone it's a D, it's a D-minus, where Florida State's playing a short week on a road Thursday night game. And hallelujah. No Thursday night road games. It seems like it's been a – Ira, when was the last one? I don't want to jinx it, but it seems like it's been a while since Florida State's had one of those Thursday yeah, night road. Because they started uh, – yeah, they started playing those Friday games with BC. They had like two or three yeah. in a row where they played BC on Friday nights. One little thing, I was just looking at Louisville's schedule, talking about that Louisville game on September 16th. Mm-hmm. On the 10th, when FSU has a bye, Louisville has to play at UCF. So that's oh, not, I mean, you know. That is like, not a gimme at all. For them. You said they're at UCF? Correct. Oh, nice. Wow. So maybe we can get them pulled over on I-10 coming over a couple times. <laughs> Slow them down a little bit. Come yeah. on, troopers. Help but us out. Help a brother out. But, the, the, you know, that's definitely the next step to this. And we'll have all this, you know, we'll break it all down at Warchan if you, if you don't want to take the time. But, you know, looking at who people have before they play Florida State, if there's any kind of tricky scenarios like that, because that's, that's definitely one I, I, I imagine Louisville's not real fired up about. No. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. These are little segments here in the schedule. So, you know, Duquesne, LSU, those are your, your tune-up on the 27th, and then a fun time. And we'll be there. War Chain's going to be there in force in NOLA for that game on Sunday, September the 4th. You get the bye, and then it's Atlantic season. I mean, it really is a season unto itself starting on Friday, September the 16th. Five straight games against Atlantic teams. You're going to know where you're in the standings and what chances you have to be you know, pipe dreaming about Charlotte or, or something, you know, tiebreakers, scenarios, finishing in the bottom half of the Atlantic, you will know by nighttime, post-game show with Gene and I on Saturday, October the 15th. Then you're by, you get your two coastal games back-to-back, which is strange, and a bit of a quirk, mm-hmm. uh, with Georgia Tech at home and Miami on the road, a rivalry game, your final ACC Atlantic game, and then you go out of conference again. So there's, there's some symmetry to this in a weird way, you know, uh, and also – the biggest quirk of them all, and it was it was the news earlier today, you've got two Friday football games as Florida State fans this year. Friday on the road after the bye against Louisville, that's no big deal with a bye before. It's not a short week. But then the Friday of Thanksgiving week, and, and maybe that's uh, maybe that's the way we close tonight, guys, is just you know one more reset for folks who are just joining us. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with Ira this time. Ira, do you like it or not? Friday, Black Friday, final game of the season. Florida and Florida State. We would assume it's a night game, but is that a safe assumption at this time too? Second question there. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything we had been hearing uh, leading up to today was that it was a night game. I don't know. I guess they haven't um, – I haven't seen FSU's graphic to see whether or not they put out a time yet or not. But we were told part of the appeal for Florida State, there were two things that uh, Florida State's coaching staff administration felt pretty good about with that game being on Friday night was, number one, it would be a night game with no other real competition uh, on TV that game or that time of night. So you'd have the national audience there when you play Florida State, when you play Florida at home, if you get that win, it could be really big for the program and for recruiting. And then you could get on the road recruiting the next day. So while, you know, I know some people feel like that should be a good visit weekend and have teams, have kids on your campus the whole weekend, and they may still have some visits that weekend, but you can also get coaches on the road on Saturday to go start visiting uh, prospects before that early signing period in December uh, before, while these other teams are still playing on Saturday. So that would be one other positive to it. And that's a good point because keep in mind, I mean, kids are off. I mean, it's Thanksgiving weekend, so they've been off. So they can come to Florida State 
on Friday for a visits unofficial, officially and otherwise. So the concern some people have is that, you know, there's still high school playoff games going on. So some teams might be still playing. Right. But you got to be pretty deep in the playoffs at that point. I think somebody told me, at least in terms of the panhandle local area, the only team this past year, for an example, would have been Madison County, would have been the only one that's still in the playoffs at that point. So it's not like a typical Friday night in Florida where all these teams are. So you might have, you know, a handful of four or five teams that are relevant that are that are in the playoffs. And it's not perfect. Look, I'm not I'm not 100% for it. I see the pros and the cons for it. It's not perfect. Uh, I think on the whole we prefer Saturday games. But the way this sets up with Louisiana – the week before, like I already mentioned, some of the minor recruiting advantages, maybe getting a little financial perk from ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know, I, all things being equal, it's not a road Thursday game. But at the end of the day, agree or not, you're going to have to play some of these non-traditional games in the in the ACC. It is what it is. It's the contract. You have to play them. So all things being equal, I think it's a pretty good situation for Florida State to play this Friday night home game versus if you didn't do this, you say, we're not doing it. We can only do a Saturday game. You know what? You might have been on the road you know, somewhere at Miami or somewhere else on a Thursday night, it might have completely screwed you up. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, sorry, Tom. But yeah, that's a good point, Gene, because that's what it is, is. And that's why, you know, like when Florida State started playing those Monday night games, the Labor Day games, it was to avoid having to play the Thursday night games. Same thing with those Friday Boston College games. It was kind of like, OK, what if we play on the Friday game? We don't want the Thursday game What if because everybody hates that five day turnaround. Maybe you can get the Friday game. So so there's a give and take there. Um, and, you know, and I think, you know, when you look at uh, the one thing, I, one other thing I want to mention was, and I wasn't sure about this, even when we had heard that this game was going to be on Friday night, but I, one of the uh, UF writers, Edgar Thompson, I think tweeted that uh, Florida has no intention of um, doing it. When Florida State goes back to Gainesville, yeah. it's going back to Saturday. So this isn't like, is this how it's going to be from now on? This is probably a one-off. Now, maybe at some point down the road, they do it again, but it's not like the rivalry format is changing for the long term this is really a one-year deal yeah yeah this is uh that's an acc thing the friday night deal the, the sec doesn't want any part of weeknights and you know they get the first uh they get the first crack at the buffet that's that's the way it is right now uh danielle i, I really like this thought too you know for being a, an under 500 football team that didn't make a bowl last year it's a lot of primetime coverage for florida state's a lot of exposure mm-hmm. you don't always get that now of course florida state's brand if they're anywhere halfway decent if we're anywhere halfway decent you're going to get a, a primetime clemson game or miami game or maybe both. But before we even talk about that, you got two Fridays and a Sunday. Florida State's going to be in the limelight this year. So make it happen, Mike. And Fred will trust you on this. I haven't checked it and verified it myself. But he says that both Wake and NC State play Clemson the week before they play Florida State. So perhaps a little bit of an advantage there. We're going to break all that stuff down. We can't wait to do so. And I hope that uh, the intel from Tallahassee is correct. My last personal thought. If it's a night kick for Florida, that means I can go home for Thanksgiving to the Tampa Bay area because I got time to make that drive up on Friday morning. A lot of you out there, too, are concerned about your travel arrangements on Friday. So a night kick would allow as many people as possible on a Friday to make it back to Tallahassee. Clayton, on the way out, we appreciate uh, your contribution to the program. Uh, We appreciate James B. Oh, before we go, sorry, Khalil asked the question. It was the off-topic of Big Ten, Pac-12, and he contributed to the program for that question. So... You could pick either or, Gene or Ira, and we'll start with Ira, a location in a Pac-12 footprint or a Big Ten footprint that you would love to cover a game. Where would you like to go on the road? Man, I, I probably uh, – USC. I mean, I know I don't know if, Gene, you went back in the day. I, I've never been there uh, for a game. I think that would be really that would be really cool, especially I think with what Lincoln Riley is going to do with that program. So that would definitely be one. As far as the Big Ten, man, I'm, 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 I am, I've got the ultimate Southeast bias. I do not – 
care for the Big Ten at all. If I had to pick one, I guess I'd go with the Big House. But uh, that's not a – those Big Ten stadiums are not really on my bucket list. I'm, I'm very prejudiced to the Southeast when it comes to college football. Well, uh, for me, the, this is actually pretty easy. There's a couple I've really wanted to go to. I want to go out in stadium, man. I want revenge for that Oregon payback. That place looks like an incredible place to play. I want to go to the Northwest and see that environment. I think that'd be a blast to go play the Ducks up there. And the Big Ten, now that, you know, Nebraska and Florida State have such a long history together. And I know Nebraska is not what they were. But, man, just the tradition of those two teams, you know, kind of put each other on the I – mean, Nebraska was already on the map, but they kind of put Florida State on the map, and they had such a good rivalry. And, you know, Florida State's been up there before, I know, but I, even that was even before my time, believe it or not. So I would like to go be able to go up to Nebraska, see that environment, see those great fans. I'd love to see a home-and-home, home, honestly, with Nebraska because they, they still have not come to Tallahassee. So those are the two teams in my mind just jump out 100%. I, I want those two teams. I will say that universally, when you talk to college football fans, whether when we were at Oklahoma or Florida State fans that that were played Nebraska in the past, everybody talks about yeah. how nice Nebraska fans. fans are. So that I'm with you on that. Yeah, that was good. my two answers for the Big Ten. It would have been a coin toss. So you said Nebraska already. That would have been one of. Uh, how about Iowa? I, I'd like to go to Kinnick right. and, and see what that's right. about. Not a night kick. They don't lose those uh, very often. But uh, I'd like to see what the tradition is all about. And obviously. Your heartstrings will be pulled with the wave. Uh, I believe it's at the end of the, oh. it's the first of the third quarter over yeah. to the hospital. Like, um, you know, you just uh, it would put perspective, I think, in your step that day too. a trip to take on the Hawkeyes. And then Gene's right to see the facilities out there in Austin and also go to the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest. That would be one hell of a roadie helicopter kicks. We really appreciate it. A little something from you to us. Well, we agree. Here's hoping a seven plus wins this year, because then more of you will be right here on War Chant TV yeah. and, and make sure to stay tuned. Uh, right here to Warchant TV, you'll have uh, Wake Up Warchant coming up tonight with Aslan and Corey. That'll be posted overnight into the morning hours. One o'clock tomorrow, Seminole Headlines right here on Warchant TV. And for you recruit Knicks out there, Wednesday night is the tentative time, but stay tuned. We should have a recruiting chat. this. We will have a recruiting chat this week, but it sounds like it's trending towards Wednesday night right here on Warchant TV. And in the interim, head to Warchant.com. And I will points. Go ahead. One more piece of breaking news. Oh. Uh, Corey, Corey just texted me and wanted to let everybody know that uh, if they're worried about getting somewhere else for Thanksgiving and then getting back to the game Friday night, just come by his house for Thanksgiving dinner. I was going to say, Corey's opening up his door to open house. He, exactly. He said, the Clark residence. just come by over to Corey's house. He's going to have a big spread. He's going to make, make yep. fry some turkeys. Just go over to Corey's house. And uh, he'll take care of you on uh, Thanksgiving. Awesome. Well, thank you, Corey. That's the official War Chant home for Florida Thanksgiving weekend. Black Friday at the Clarks. Yeah. I think the kicker is he won't be there. (laughs) (laughs) Just a big spread. (laughs) We'll we'll break. We'll open his house up. As we should. I'm sure Aslan has the key. We give thanks for the ACC football schedule release tonight. That was a cool format. Gentlemen, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Here's hoping that uh, spring football is, is good to the Knowles in terms of health and all those types of things so that the hype machine for New Orleans can really get going over the summer. But that's up next. Gene broke that news uh, that he's here in March 5th for the beginning of spring practice. So between now and then, we've got a lot of great coverage right here at Warchant TV for Irish Chaffel, the managing editor of Warchant.com, and Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of Warchant.com. My name is Tom Lang. Hit like and subscribe on the way out if you haven't already, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in to Warchant TV, and we will talk to you all next time. Thanks, Tom.